0: Friends, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If you'll please join me in our call to worship. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ, to the church and to the world, grace and peace. I give thanks to God always for you. We give thanks to God always for one another. God is faithful and by God you are called. Let us worship the God who calls us and claims us in baptism
1: and beyond.
2: and believe is coming, but one that we are all too aware is not here yet. Aware of our faults and frailties, but aware of the goodness and grace of God, let us together confess our sin. Gracious God, hear our prayer for the roads we have avoided traveling and the kindly words we have refused to share. For the false gods, and the true selves we have starved of love. God, by your grace, forgive us. For the hidden hurts we have held too tightly, and the promises which we never kept. For the careless use of our time and honey, and the pitiful excuses we should never have made, God, by your grace, forgive us.
1: For all we should be, and all we can amend, God, by your grace, renew us. For all you have in store for us, and all you may demand of us, God, by your grace, prepare us.
2: For the life of the world and the love of its people, God, by your grace, commit us. these words that are trustworthy and true. Whatever you have done, whatever you have failed to do, whoever you are, whoever you may one day still become, you are welcome, you are accepted, you are forgiven, you are loved forever by the very creator of the world. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can ever change that. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven.
1: Thanks be to God. We've been reminded
2: of all that love offers us. Let us now remind ourselves of all that love asks of us. Someone asked Jesus, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment.
1: And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So,
2: in keeping that love in mind and aware that we have been reconciled not only to God but to one another, let us offer the peace of Christ to one another now. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Share some sign of Christ's peace. Welcome once again to worship on this Lord's Day. Jesus assures us that any time two or three are gathered, he is there in their midst, and so surely the Lord is in this place today. Whether you are a first-time visitor or a long-time member, your presence here today has made us better, and we are so grateful to share in this time with you. If you are seated near the ends of the pews and have access to those maroon pew pads, if you would sign your name and pass them around to those near you. Feel free to look inside and if there's the name, if there is a name that is unfamiliar to you, change that before you go home today so that everyone might feel welcome and at home here at Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church. As you are doing that, just a few announcements to share with you. Adult education already took place today, but I want you to be aware of it in case you would like to attend next week. Roy Lennox is leading a two-week series on the English Reformation that takes place at 1010 in the parish hall. So that will conclude next week, but they are standalone classes. So you are absolutely able to join in next week, even if you did not um, attend today. Know also that our Music on Madison series continues this afternoon, and believe it or not, it is time to start thinking about Ash Wednesday, so our Ash Wednesday schedule is printed for you. Next week, we'll have a full schedule of all of the events taking place throughout Lent, but we know that it is coming and wanted you to be aware, and as we are aware of our liturgical seasons changing, we turn our attention to the Word of God, which never changes.
3: The Old Testament lesson today is Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 12. Uh, let us pray. Quiet everything in us that threatens to distract us, O God. And open our hearts that we would hear these words as you intend. Let hearing lead to understanding, and understanding lead to transformed living. Amen. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me, and delight to know my ways. As if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They asked me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve our own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight. And to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a boorish, Or to lie in a sackcloth and ashes? Will you call the fast a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? to lose the the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindictor shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your regard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You cry for help and he will say, here I am. If we remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of the evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: children to come and join me here at the font I am so glad you are all here today What do we have here What's in there Water what does that mean Who's getting baptized Evan You are exactly right. Everybody put your hand in just quickly. If you can, we can help you. And then touch your forehead and say, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And now we're going to keep our hands out of the water. Excellent. Who can tell me what a saint is? Not an angel, because saints are humans. Say it again. A person who pleased God over the centuries. That's very good. What's another idea, um, definition of saint? What do you have to do to please God? Pray. You know People that we usually call saints have lived very holy lives. They've usually done something really wonderful in terms of helping people and serving people and serving God. What are some of the saints you remember? Saint Francis, Saint Teresa, Saint Ignatius. Lots of people that we call saints that are famous. But that's just one definition of saint. There's another definition of a saint too. Who do you think here is a saint? Can you point to someone who's a saint? <laughs> okay, let's get some <laughs> Let's get some help. Everybody out there who's a saint, please raise your hand. Some of you got it. Everybody needs to raise your hand. Everybody here, raise your hand because we are all saints. And that's the uh, Did you guys raise your hands? because you're saints too. Raise your hands. Everybody who believes in and follows Jesus is a saint. And that's what Paul, when he wrote his letters, listen to what he wrote. He said, to the church of God that is in Corinth, if you stay in worship, you're going to hear Jenny read these words in a minute. To the church of God that is in Corinth, called to be saints Together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul was saying that everybody who calls on the name of Jesus, everyone who believes and follows Jesus, is a saint. So that means we are all saints, right? We have St. William, St. Patrick, St. Evan. Everybody around here is a saint, so what do saints do? What should we do since we're all saints? How should we live? Believe in God. Believe in God. And what should we how should we live our life? Don't be mean, right? Be kind. My dad's name is Paul. Yes, your dad's name is Paul. Uh, help people. Love people. Take care of all God's creatures and the earth. Tell the truth. Do what is right. So I want you to do something for me this next week. Every morning when you wake up, I want you to say to yourself, I am one of God's saints. Let's say that together. I am one of God's saints. And that is a good way to remember every day how much God loves you. And it's a way to remind yourself every day that you're going to do your best that day to follow Jesus. Whenever you're having a hard time in that day, whether you're sad or afraid or angry or frustrated, you can remind yourself... I am one of God's saints. So try to do that every morning this week, okay? And then maybe it'll be a habit, and you'll do it every morning for the rest of your lives. Let's say it together one more time. I am one of God's saints. Let's have everybody say it. I am one of God's saints. Let's all pray together. Dear God, dear God, you have made us all your saints. You have made us all your saints. Help us to follow you, help us to follow you, and love each other, and love each other. In Jesus' name we pray, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So if you are in second grade or younger, you can go with Natalie here out to children's worship. And if you're older than second grade, we invite you to go sit back with your parents, with your family.
2: Our New Testament lesson today comes from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, beginning with the first verse. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you, because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus, for in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we didn't plan it this way, for there to be new members that joined at 9 o'clock and for there to be a baptism at 11.15 on the day that this particular scripture text was read. We didn't plan it, but it couldn't be more appropriate that the day we think about how we greet one another, how we see one another, and how we speak to one another— well, that that would be the day we are introduced to new members of our family of faith. In today's epistle lesson, we hear some of Paul's most common words, the words he uses to introduce himself and address the church in his letters. He's incredibly formulaic in this regard. Within the first few verses of every letter collected in Scripture, he says, grace to you and peace from God. In Romans, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God. In both letters to the Corinthians, to the Church of God, to those called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God. To the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God. To the saints who are in Ephesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, grace to you and peace from God. To the saints and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ in Colossia, to the church of the Thessalonians, to Timothy, my beloved child in the faith, to Titus, my loyal child in the faith, to Philemon, our dear friend and co-worker, grace to you and peace from God. Now, if you have read even just a bit of Paul, you can rest assured that he doesn't use these words simply because he has nothing else to say. But neither is it a dry and formulaic greeting filled with meaningless niceties. Paul has never been particularly worried about being nice. But as someone who had a conversion experience, as someone whose entire identity changed right down to his name, Paul is always worried about how we understand who we are and who our neighbors are. In every letter he writes, he addresses the issues that are going on with that particular community. He has been to visit all of them in person at one time or another, but his ministry keeps him on the move. So to maintain these relationships, he writes letters offering insight and advice, some that was requested and some that was not, but was offered nevertheless. But always, always, before anything else, he has to say. He tells his recipients the good news about themselves, the truth of who they are, people upon whom grace has been bestowed and peace has been given. Back when I was in seminary, one of my classmates was named Audrey, I remember the class we were in. It was an elective called The Bible from the Underside. Now, I don't remember what prompted Audrey to tell us this story, but I'll never forget what she said. She shared with us that from the youngest age she could remember, her mother taught her that whenever she was frustrated with another person or whenever she was put down by another person or whenever in the midst Of any sort of exchange, she was at her wit's end. She was to look at this other individual, to really look at them, and repeat over and over again, Child of God. Child of God. They are a child of God. Now Audrey was quick to assure us that sometimes that reminder came through clenched teeth and with more than a little bit of uncertainty. But she also said that it influenced the way she looked at everyone she encountered. I hope that someday I will be as faithful and graceful as Audrey and her mother. But all of this leads me to wonder, what if the first thing we said to one another, or at least the first thing we thought about one another before anything else in our every interaction was a, gen- was a genuine recognition that the person in front of us is a beloved child of God. A scholar who has studied both the Bible and human psychology says this, A crucial dynamic in human relationships is the perception that people have of themselves and of others. If a person perceives himself as articulate and competent, he will interact with others in a way of which he would not have been capable if he had seen himself as fumbling and inept. If a person perceives others as informed and able, she will deal with them in ways that she would not If she saw them as incompetent and ill informed. Furthermore, the way people respond to her will be strongly influenced by the perception that she has of them. People sense how they are viewed by others and they respond accordingly. If people discern that another has high regard for them, they will live up to that expectation. Conversely, if they discern that the other has a low opinion of them, their attitude and behavior almost always reflects that assessment. The way that we greet one another, the way that we address one another, is far more powerful than we often realize. I am reminded of this Several times every day, every time I walk past someone begging for money or food on the street. I remember expressing to a friend how difficult I found this, that no matter what I did, the need so dramatically overwhelms my ability to help. And he said, Jenny, you may not be able to give every one of them money or a meal, But you can give every one of them the dignity of eye contact. And you can offer every one of them a few words that acknowledges their humanity. My friend is right. It is so easy to get caught up in big ideas of justice and truth and then neglect the small, everyday opportunities that wait around every corner to extend everyday kindness and compassion, grace and peace. Passing the peace is the moment in worship when we practice this with one another. And you are very good at that. We practice inside these walls so that we are prepared to pass the peace outside of these walls, too. Augustine of Hippo, in one of his Easter sermons, he instructed his congregants about this. Now keep in mind that back in his day, the tradition around this liturgical moment was different. But the meaning remains when we are at our best. He said, after peace be with you is exchanged, Christians embrace one another with a holy kiss. This is a sign of peace. Let peace be made in your conscience. That is, when you draw that near to your neighbor, you will never, ever let your heart withdraw from theirs again. the offering of grace and the passing of peace, it finds its way into our day mostly in those small and unseen moments when we live together, seeking to love parents and spouses and kids, friends and enemies, the barista who hands us our coffee, the people in the pew behind us with the lively toddler, the neighbor who doesn't get out too much, the colleague who drives us crazy, even the pastor who puts pictures on the bulletin cover and gluten-free bread in the communion plates. Andrea Gibson is a spoken word poet who understands the power of words, the power of how we speak to one another, and the meaning and weight that each word can carry. Their poem entitled, Letter to the Playground Bully, from Andrea, age eight and a half, reads like this. Maybe there are cartwheels in your mouth. Maybe your words will grow up to be gymnasts. Maybe you have been kicking people with them by accident. I know some people get a whole lot of rocking in the rocking chair, and the ones who don't sometimes get rocks in their voice boxes, and their voice boxes become slingshots. So maybe you think my heart looks like a baby squirrel. But you absolutely missed when you told the class, I have head lice, because I 100% absolutely do not have head lice. And even if I do, it is a fact that head lice prefer clean heads over dirty ones, so I am clean as a whistle on a teapot. My mother says, it is totally fine if I blow off steam. As long as I speak in an octave, my kindness can still reach. My kindness knows mermaids never, ever miss their legs in the water, because there are better ways to move through the ocean than kicking. So guess what? If I ever have my own team, I am picking everyone first, even the worst kid and the kid with a stutter like a skipping record because I know all of us are scratched even if you don't hear it when we speak. My mother says most people have heartbeats that are knocking on doors that will never open and I know my heart is a broken freezer chest because I can never keep anything frozen. So no, I am not always crying. I am just thawing outside of the lines. And even if I am always crying, it is a fact that salt is the only reason everything floats so good in the Dead Sea. And just because no one ever passes notes to me doesn't mean I am not super-duper. In fact, my super-duper might be a buoy or a paper boat the next time your nose gets stuck up the river. Because it is a fact that our hearts stop for a millisecond every time we sneeze. And some people's lives have too much dust. Some people's fathers are like addicts. I've heard addicts have monsters in their walls and shaky stairs. I think if I lived in a house with an attic, I'd nightmare a burglar in my safety chest. And maybe I'd look for rest in the sticks and stones. Because my mother says a person can only swallow so much punch before he's drunk on his own fist. But the only drunk I ever knew was sleeping in the alley behind our church. And Jesus even turned water into wine. So even God apparently has bad days. But on your bad day, couldn't you just say, I'm having a bad day? Instead of telling me I'm stupid or poor or telling me I dress like a boy. Maybe I am a boy and a girl. Maybe my name is Andrea Andrew. So what? It is a fact that bumblebees have hair on their eyes, and humans also should comb through everything they see. Like an anchorman is not a sailor, and like the clouds, they might be a pillow fight. Like my mother says, every bird perched on a telephone wire will listen to the conversations running through its feet to decide the direction of its flight. So I know that every word we speak can make hurricanes in people's weather vanes or shine their shiny shine. So maybe sometime you could sit beside me on the bus and I could say, guess what? It is a fact that manatees have vocal cords but do not have ears. And Beethoven made music even when he could no longer hear. And I know that every belt that has hit someone's back is still a belt that was built to hold something up. And it is a fact that Egyptians slept on pillows made of stone, but it is not hard for me to dream that maybe one day you will write me back. Like the day that I wrote the lightning bug, to say I smashed my mason jar and I threw away the lid. I didn't want to take a chance, I'd grow up to be a war. I want to be a belly dance or an accordion or a pogo stick, Or the fingerprints the mason left in the mortar between the bricks to prove that he was here, to prove that he built a roof over someone's head to keep the storm from their faith. My mother says that's why we all were born. And I think she's right. So write back soon. Sincerely yours. Write back, Andrea begs. Write back soon. The Bible is chock full of letters. It was the most common communication at the time. And every one that Paul wrote begins this way. Grace to you and peace from God. So whether for you it's letters or email or texting or phone calls or Interactions on the street. However it is that you greet another human being, practice the words we all need to say and we all need to hear. Words that remind us of the very core identity imprinted on each one of us. Grace to you and peace from God. Grace and peace to each of you and to everyone you meet. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
5: On behalf of the session of Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church, I present Evangelos Charles Vambuvakis, better known as Evan, son of Tanya Lynn Christ and George Angelo Vambuvakis, to receive the sacrament of baptism and be welcomed into the family of Christ, the church. Standing with the family is Tammy Stevens
2: baptism is one of the most amazing things that we do. In baptism, we proclaim that you, Evan, you are a child of the covenant and that God's promises are for you. Now we baptize because Jesus tells us to go and make disciples, he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But we also baptize because we need it, because we live in a world where life is hard where we let one another down, where we even let ourselves down. And we need to be reminded that God is faithful always. That
0: promise of God's faithfulness is what we celebrate today. Tanya and George, I have some questions for you. Do you desire that your child be baptized, to you? Do you renounce evil and sin and their power in the world, and do you turn away from anything which seeks to defy God's love, do you? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and trust in him as Lord and Savior, do you? Relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith and to share that faith with your child, Evan? Will you help your child become Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and sharing his love? And will you bring Evan to church so that all of you will be surrounded and supported in your life of faith? Will you? And Tammy, will you particularly be attentive to the spiritual life and spiritual needs of Evan, supporting him and praying for him? Will you too teach him the ways of Jesus? Will you?
2: Evan, would you like to be baptized today? You would. That is great news. And do you understand that you are a child of God and you are loved forever and nothing can ever change that? You do? I'm so glad.
5: Jesus instructs those of us who are baptized in Christ. Let me start all over. Jesus (laughs) instructs us to teach those who are baptized. So do we the members of Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church, promise to share the good news of the gospel with Evan? Will we help him know about Jesus and, through our own lives of faith, seek to strengthen his family ties with this whole body of Christ, will we?
2: And we're almost done with the questions, but Evan, I want you to look at those Children over there that you just spent some time with, because I have some questions for all of you. Do you promise to be friends with Evan and to help him feel welcome and loved and cared for here? Do you? You do? I'm so glad. Thank you. We invite everyone to stand in body or in spirit
4: as we confess our faith together using the Apostles' Creed, which you find printed in your bulletins. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, Let us pray. This water is ordinary, O Lord, but in this water you make extraordinary promises. In this water you claim us as your own. In this water you wrap us in your unending love. And in this water you remind us that we are children of the covenant. So pour out your Spirit upon this water and upon us. Give Evan faith as he follows you joy as he serves you, wisdom as he learns from you, and love as he tells about you. And give all of us delight that in this water we are together your family. Amen.
2: Evan, that was a lot of talking, but are you ready now? You are? All right. So Evangelist Charles, I baptize you in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Again,
0: don't go anywhere yet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Heaven, you are a child of the covenant sealed by God its Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever.
4: May the blessing of God Almighty descend upon you and dwell in your heart forever.
2: Right now you have to turn around and look at all those people there. <laughs> this is your new church family. You've known them for a little while now, but we made it all official today. So we Evan are so honored and delighted to officially welcome you into the life of faith and into the life of Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church. Thanks be to God.
5: Good job. Wow.
0: Our hearts in prayer. God of many names, you say we are the salt of the earth, and that our words, that with our words we can make this world better. And then you say we are the light of the world, so that our actions shine a light for all to follow. And so if that is true, if we are the salt and the light of the world, then may our words and actions offer hope to the despairing, a fulfillment to an emptiness, and comfort to the grieving. May they shape our daily lives so that the world is a better place and our light shines through the darkness. For even when it's hard to talk about difficult things and see the world that we live in, we know that being aware of all that is right, that is the right thing to do, because when we are aware of our world, we are aware of the other. And when we are aware of the other, that's when we shine light and scatter some salt. We're merely following your Son who lived in this world. And so we shine a light and scatter some salt so that we may speak out against racism and the fear of a group of people who are suffering from an unwanted virus. May we acknowledge the worry and fear of those whose loved ones have suffered and are affected by this virus, and whose lives have changed because of it. May we give dignity and comfort to all who can't go home. And may we shine a light and scatter some salt so that we may speak out against gun violence all over the world. May we walk in solidarity with our siblings in Thailand after yesterday's shooting, because sadly, we know all too well what a mass shooting does to a community. And may we shine a light and scatter some salt on the earth we inhabit, because the reason there is light and there is salt is because of natural wonders of this world created by you. And it's you, O God, who call us to be caregivers of your creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, may we shine a light and scatter some salt on our own community, where we grieve with the family of Beth Connor Cohen, We pray that mourning would, in the right time, a year, or an eon, turn into a memory engrafted on our hearts so that we can see beyond the weight of grief. We also give comfort to all those who are hospitalized or in rehab, such as Lily Gross, Ekaterina Kleinman, Mary Fabacevska, Lucy Weinberger, Milagro Guardiola, Louis Rodriguez, and the mother of Megan Legger. We give thanks this morning for the life of Timothy J. Connor, whose today's flowers are given to the glory of God. And so we offer you our prayers this day, O God, those spoken ones and those unspoken, ones that have settled deep into our hearts, if not yet in our voices. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. In response to God's love, let us offer our gifts to God's church and the world.
2: Reminds us we are all recipients of grace and bestowers and bestowed upon agents of peace. And so all are welcome at this table as well. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
4: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is
1: right to give our and praise.
4: Let us pray. God of grace, we give you thanks and praise for this world and all that fills it. We wonder at the intricacies of your creation, the vastness of the universe, and the beauty that surrounds us. You made us in your image, giving us creativity, imagination, and the capacity to love. You call us to care for your creation, love one another, and live as your faithful people. When we turn from you and reject your ways, you never give up on us. When we wander, you lead us back and call us to follow you in the way of love. For all this, we lift our hearts in gratitude and our voices in praise as we join with the choirs of heaven and all the faithful of every time and place who forever sing to the glory of your holy name. Thank you, O oh God, for sending us your Son, Jesus the Christ, to become one of us. He revealed your love and taught us how to live. He healed those who suffered and forgave those who wandered. He welcomed sinners, cared for the least of these, and challenged those who misused their power. We thank you that Jesus shared our pain and died our death, then rose to new life that we might live and all creation be restored. Remembering your boundless love revealed to us in Jesus Christ, we break this bread and share this cup. Giving ourselves to you in joy and praise, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, and upon these your gifts of bread and wine. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ, transforming us that we may be Christ's body for the world. By your Spirit, unite us with Christ and one another until we feast with him and with all your saints in your eternal realm of justice and peace. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. With the confidence of the children of God, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
2: Remember with me how on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus gathered his friends around him, including the one who would go on to betray him. He gathered them all around, and he took bread, and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it is given for you. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. In the
4: same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant, sealed in my blood, poured out for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it as my remembrance. The Apostle Paul tells us that every time we eat this bread and share this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. These are holy things to make us holy, the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us keep the feast.
2: we march we are now filled with your grace and overflowing with your love to be agents of your peace. Lead us every step of the way. May our feet travel where you would have us go and may our words be filled with yours. In your name we pray. have to offer. So may joy and nothing less follow you all the days of your life. May you be blessed and may you be a blessing, and may you rest well today, secure in the knowledge that the Lord of Light, who has brought you this far already, will lead you and countless others all the way home. Amen.